Trying to save your souls from damnation So if you down with the message Tune in every week It will lead you to the message that you seek Uh Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Um, For those that are on the line, I welcome all you to our week of prayer. For those that are watching us live, we welcome you all to the Real Word episode um, 26 of season 6. So for those that don't know, um, uh, apart from being the host of the Real Word television, I'm also an elder at a Seventh-day Adventist church um, at Herman SDA. So we're integrating both platforms, both in one. So we're integrating the Real Word TV and the Herman SDA um, week of prayer with Baylor SDA Church as well. So we putting all that together tonight. Um, shout to Herman SDA Youth and shout to everybody that's watching today on the live. Shout to everybody that's watching on the Brick Network. Shout to everybody that's watching on YouTube, on Facebook, and that's listening to us on the podcast. That's Apple Podcast, Spotify, um, Pandora, and SoundCloud. So we thank you all for being here today, and we thank you all for joining us. We thank everyone that is on the live with us today, and everyone that's on the line. For those that speak Creole, nous remercions tout le monde sur l'île sacré nous assoya. Nous remercions tout le monde sur l'île sacré nous pour semaine de prière pour département jeunesse. We thank you all for joining us tonight, and before we start, we'll say a quick prayer. Close our eyes and bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father that dwells in heaven, we thank you for all you've done for us. We thank you for this moment in time. We thank you for this opportunity to come here together as one. We thank you for protecting us from harm and helping us to obtain the knowledge and the wisdom that only you could provide us with. As we continue to move through this thing called life, as we continue to move through this week, through this day, we ask you to continue to bless all of us. We ask you to order our steps, Lord, and to bless our ministry, bless the youth as individuals, and bless their families, and bless everyone that is tuning in or watching in tonight. In the name of Yahshua, the Son, we pray to the Holy Father. Amen. So once again, we thank you all for being here tonight. Um, the theme of tonight is redemption. Um, so when you guys hear redemption, what comes into your mind? Save from sin. Uh, forgiveness. Oh, keep going? Oh, save from sin. Forgiveness. Um, being his son, being his daughter. No longer... Um, no longer, no longer, no longer walking into the darkness, but walking into this marvelous light. Well, when I hear, hear redemption, I think about second chance. Hmm. And why do you say second chance? I say second chance because, you know, you know, redemption, it, it comes from the word redeem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in order for you to be redeemed, you had to have lived a, a certain type of 
some a sinful life, right? Mm -hmm. Or or a life that that was pointing towards a lot of negativity, and now you're moving towards that 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 second chance where you pushing that negative aspect away, and now you on a positive step. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we could go through scripture, I think the scripture that that sticks out to me the most is John three sixteen. This is a scripture that everyone knows. Um, it's and it goes, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Um, sorry, sorry. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have e eternal, everlasting life. And the reason why that stuck out to me is because. The other day I sat back and I thought about it, right? Um, the other day I was driving late night and I saw prostitutes. <laughs> Ironically, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I saw prostitutes and when I saw the prostitutes, I thought about it. Um, and it, it was people driving by and the prostitute said to the person that drove by, like, oh, you sleep with men for free, but I sleep with men for money. This is just business for me. I'm doing an exchange. And I'm like, this is the mindset that she has to put herself in in order for her to perform that task. I don't know where she was before she was there on that corner. And I don't know where she's going to be after she leaves that corner. But mm. this is where she at at the moment. Mm. But even her at that corner, she has the opportunity for redemption, right? Facts. Because everybody has the opportunity for redemption. And God knew that we was all going to fall short of the glory and that we was all going to fall short. And that's why he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross but I feel like those sometimes that feel like they're already saved they tend to have the tendency to look down on people who they feel like has not been saved as of yet that's a super fact that's a big that's a super fact so why you guys think that is? I mean it's ego that's right that's right ego is big though right and the reason why it's ego is like they feel like they better than you so I mean in that aspect I mean, if you feel like you saved and then you looking down on other, I mean, you could be saved and then you could go from saved to being unsaved. Mm. How so? I mean, like, let's say you did all the good deeds in the Bible, you know, give back to the community. Mm -hmm. You you give back to the community. You preach. You live a sinful life. But I mean, if you looking down on others, like, who are you? Then you go right back down. Cause that's right. But a lot of times, I don't know if you guys know, but a lot of times the, the ones that do look down on you, or, or, or the ones that are, that are unsaved, they have their own, they have like a lot of demons in their closet, they have a lot right. of dirt yeah. in their, under, right. under their bed, yeah. they never want to acknowledge that. Man. So for them, they feel like, okay, if they put out your faults and your bad doings, they hide theirs, they hide theirs yeah, right. and God will like, okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to look at that. Yeah. But, they don't know that God's had everything. God knows everything before us, during, and afterwards. So mm -hmm. He's gonna know your dirt, your secrets, your demons in your closet, your ghosts in your closet, all that. Wasn't Jesus speaking about like how the Pharisees talk about how they do all this good stuff and yeah. they do, they go and worship to in the temple. They yeah. they they make the sacrifice. They do this. They do that. And you know they 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 it's like they bragging towards God and all that, not knowing. You ain't got to brag towards God because he see everything. He yeah, see the things yeah. you can't see. Facts. But yeah, then you have this sinner. But then you have this sinner and the sinner tell you like, yo, listen, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm not worthy. It's, it's things yeah. I'm doing in my life. It's things that I'm going through. And yeah. it's like, you know, what can I, what can I really tell you? I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still in a mix. But the reality is that 
that man is smart enough to know that God could see through the through the shades and you trying to hide everything. So, you know, you don't gotta hide. You know, the fact is, we were saying earlier, we're not trying to hide. You know, hide towards towards God. You know, we basically be hiding towards men, and then that's what the, to me, that's what the people that actually sit there and say what they don't do and what you do. That's what they be doing. They be doing it because it's, it's ego. Like it's it's something to have over you, and that and that makes they they go good. That's mm. a fact. But I mean, if you have an ego, you technically you're not saved, really. You're not. That's Lucifer's problem. You can't, you can't, you can't be saved if you have an ego. Because then, if you have an ego, then you basically yeah trying to fulfill yourself only. You're not really trying to help anybody else. You basically just doing it for the benefit of you. Yeah. I have a sermon called Spiritual Alzheimer's, and and um the thing is that with the Israelites. What happened was, you know, going back with the Pharisees is pretty much is that a lot of the 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 symbolism in regards to the ritual is that they already knew what the Messiah was supposed to do. Um, you know, they, they entailed, you know, bit by bit, every instruction. But they had their own agenda. And their own agenda was that they wanted to be great. They wanted to exalt themselves. They wanted to 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 have their own empire. So they'd be like, "This is my thing." You feel what I'm saying? And a lot of times, going back to what you said, my brother, is pride and it's ego. So when we have agendas that are not of God, when we have agendas that are not uh, um, that pr promotes righteousness or promote or promotes um, godly attributes of giving back and showing love and showing compassion and showing mercy, mm -hmm. and then it becomes then it becomes the problem. But I want to go back to what you said. The Bible says, if God so... It didn't say, if God loved the world. Yeah. It said, if God so loved the world. So, God gave up his son. He gave up his only son to be... to. He gave his only son to people that he knew that was going to reject them. That he knew that was going to neglect them. He that he knew that was going to kill him. It's like this. It's like, boom. If I have a son, my will for my son is the best for my son. I want my son to be happy. I want my son to be glad. But God loves us so much that he allowed his son, his only son, you feel me? His only son to die for people that was going to reject him, neglect him, that was going to talk bad about him, that was going to crucify him, that we may be saved. So when the Bible says, "If God, um, God so loved the world, um, that He gave His only Son," that emphasis lets you know that He knowingly knew that His people was going to reject them, that they may be saved, and that they may be redeemed and restored. You know, one brother that ahead, I always Ken. look at, right? That to me, really, really, really re represented in our communities that lived the life when you, when you go back to redemption, and really came out yeah. and. and was like all the way tight with his his movement was Malcolm X. Yeah. And the reason why I say Malcolm X is because he was so disciplined in his movements. Like, he was so disciplined to the point the man didn't even smoke cigarettes. He came out. Redemption meant to him cleaning up everything. It meant, it meant like not falling victim to even gluttonous. And we say, hold up. He ate one meal a day. So he, he ate one meal a day. day. Yeah. So he, he trained himself so strongly yeah. i'm like wow like i 
to to me to see brothers like that, I'd be like it amazed me because when you talk about superheroes or what the European world teaches with superheroes are and all that, you know, in the yeah. black communities, we have so many superheroes yep. we just don't acknowledge them. Yeah, you know, I was sitting here listening, thinking about Marcus Garvey when you was talking about Jesus, and I thought yeah. about the fact that. Marcus Garvey was turned away by his own people, and Jesus was turned away yeah. by his own people. Yeah. Mm. And when you think about people like Marcus Garvey, this man was trying to bring Africans, right? Yeah. African Americans back to Africa because he knew, right, that they was, you know, we was going to go through so much where they was going to treat us like, like the second-rate citizens that they treat us to to this day. Yeah. And when you think about Marcus Garvey, you're talking about in the early 1900s, but look where we at right now. This is the whole 2021. So it's like almost 127 years, and we still getting treated. We still see young black boys yeah. getting killed in the street. It got so bad now that young black sisters is being murdered in the street. That's a fact. And it's like now, like, okay, what do the black men do? That we So we, what are we supposed to do? Just sit around and just keep watching? All is happening, or uh, uh, we we marching and we get in and we saying certain things. Okay, like just for example, uh, with the brother George Floyd, mm -hmm. you know, it, it got so deep that one of the uh, people that was actually um, in his in in in, 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 in <coughs> on trial said that one of the doctors or one of the people that that they said, well, it might have been his underlying. His underlying uh, his, uh, elements yeah. that caused his death. Yeah. So me having my knee on your neck is an underlying element in all this. But it's like, come on, like you when you when I think about Jesus, me personally, yeah. I think about a revolutionary. You know why I think about a revolutionary? Because when Jesus went to to the temples and they was doing things, he was like, everybody talk about when he said, "Oh yeah," he said, "Oh, if, if you get slapped in the face, turn to the other cheat and stuff like that." No. If you understand everything, that and was culturally. He was trying to tell you something. Context. If you study, if you study the Bible, yeah. you go to school and in the Jewish community at that time, he was with dealing with the Romans. He was trying to tell you, do not act like your oppressor. Do not, like do oppressor. not be like your oppressor. Yes. So when you speak about a revolution, Jesus was a revolutionary. revolutionary. He came in, and, and I tell the young boys quick. I said Jesus came in and he spanked them. He, he said, "Oh yeah, oh y'all think y'all can play with my father's house? Yeah. Um, I, I got something for y'all and all that. Yeah. He put on real pain and all that by himself. You get, yeah. yo, get up out of here, y'all, y'all out of here. And that's how I communicate with young people when I speak about any of the books of life or any anything that deal with spirituality, yeah. I try to bring it to a way where you got to convey the message the way the people understand it. Yeah, you got to, you know, you basically got to put the message in like modern times because, you know, if you put it back then, they won't really understand it. You got to give them images that could, they could be able to, that they see every day. Because we don't know, like in today's generation, we got a lot of people where all they believe is what they can see with their own two eyes. Yeah, right. I want to go back to that. Then after that, in that That's text, and after that, um, in that text, going back to what my brother said, right? In John three sixteen, right? Mm -hmm. Then also to this part, I like to, in um, verse um, verse seventeen. Boom. Let's go to it right now, right? So we know that God gave His only begotten Son, right? So He's only Son. Know that He's going to reject them. So he's from from enemies, He turned into friends, and into friends He turned into children. Then the other part that says, verse 17, it says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Redemption. So, huh? Redemption. 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 Mm -hmm. Then I like this part too. It says, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, 
but God commending his love toward us while we were yet sinners. So boom, right? So that portion, that part right there basically says this, right? So while you was drink while you were smoking and uh, um crack or while you was doing this or while you was doing that, whatever you were doing, God extended his love towards you. While you made mistakes, while you made bad decisions, God extended his love towards you. While you fell short, God extended his love towards you. God extended his love towards you in the act of sin. That you may be redeemed. That you may be restored. So the thing is that with, with, with the concept of being lost is you deciding yourself to be lost. Because God extended himself so much for you that he wants you to be saved. He desires to you to be saved. <laughs> he wants you to be saved. He craves for you to be saved. So if you choose hell, it's by your choice. It's by your doing. Now, if you look at the Bible from the book of Genesis to Revelation, we've noticed that every great man, every great woman of God had imperfections, had downfalls, had pitfalls. But in the midst of... In the, exactly. But in the midst of in their imperfections, God... Use them when they repented when they wanted to change. God always uses the people that for me. So I'm just gonna say that I feel like God always uses the people that yeah. is mainly, you know, not perfect. Because all the people he used, they were was killers doing yeah. awful yeah. things. And on top of that, yeah. Like when when it comes to redemption, like when you do good deeds though, it gotta be like with a pure heart. Yes. You know, there's a difference between being nice and kind. Nice, everybody could be nice. When you be nice, you're just most people be nice just to get what they want. Just to piggyback off of that, like you mm -hmm. said, like uh, if you use the, the story of of, of uh, Job, like yeah, Job was a good person in the beginning, but yeah. they was like, all right, let's see what happens if if he was everything, everything that he worked Facts. for, enough like, kids, wife, money, property, all that was gone, but he still stay stay faithful and you know, and, and he still stay true to God. And God was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna you know. Uh, redeem him of all the things he lost. Yes. And now look what, what happened. He got everything times two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, more sheep, more more, more property, more Tell money, teach, more teach. kids, more all that. So teach. A lot of times people will see redemption, but uh, they see the, uh, like the, they see the glory. Like the glory and the gains yeah, of it. But, but they don't it's the story. Yeah, it's the story. It's the pain going yeah, through the redemption. Yeah. Like, because at the end of the day, Most I don't want to go through the pain. I could tell you immediately, like me personally, I did 15 years and eight months in prison, right? And I, I, I could tell you for the first like 10 years of my bed and all that, I was still doing what I was doing and all that. I still felt like you know, like life goes on and all that. You know, like my 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 reality trained me to be in prison before I got to prison, and and, and it was like. You know, this was regular stuff. It was like me being back in the street and stuff like that. Yeah. But the more you start realizing certain things, and it was a lot. It was a lot that got me. When I started thinking about, I remember one thing when I knew I was bugging. One day I was in my, my cell, and I read in the newspaper, a gang killed in Brownsville. They killed a, little, a, a sister and her daughter coming out of her building, and all that 18-month-year-old daughter. And I sat there, I was like, yo, they need to kill him. Nah, the police need to kill him. So my man called me, he was like, yo, China, tell me out, nigga, that was you. What you do, what you do, nigga. But it, it, it bugs you out because yeah. 
in my mind, I sat there saying to myself, like, yo, because I'm looking at what just happened. Yeah. I'm not, and then I, when my man said that to me, I had to sit back and think about sure. it, like, yo. You remind me of David. If people would have gave up on me back back in my time yeah. and all that, that you wouldn't have gave me a shot because yeah. I, 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 in these yeah. streets right here, I was yeah. I was living like these young boys call it demon life and all that. Yeah. Like, I was on time and I was you, always you, you, like. You know what's so crazy? When you said that story, I thought of David. The Bible says that David. We building. We building. That's who I always relate to. No, no, we no, no. We building. We building. You know why? Even when I talk about David to people, I always say, "Yo, if you look at David, God tell you that David was a friend of his, right? A man of his own heart. That that the man of his own heart. He tell you also that the mighty man of the land respected David, even to his old age, right? Yeah. And when he speak about David, you could go back. David did everything in, in, in the streets with dudes. He said, but his he best seen somebody, he seen some uh, honey in the next land. He went, yo, told his man, yo, go snatch her up for me and all. I'm, I'm a, yeah. gave it a boss, yo, listen, go snatch her up for me, bring her back. He do what he do. Then he meet, oh, snap, he, he made a mistake with her because he got her pregnant now. A man coming back doing stuff like because that. Because he was loyal. He tell, loyal. He see that her man is ready to die, die for him and all that. He tell him, yo, listen, go get up. With, get up with her. Get back with your wife and all that. Because yep. he's trying to get him rocking and make yep. him think like that's his, his baby and all that. He don't want to do it. David said, okay, let me see how, how loyal this dude is. All the stuff dudes talk mm -hmm. about, Machiavelli, 48 Laws. David 48 of him because he gave him a kite yep. to get to the captain like, yo, when he go down, push him in the front. Yeah. We, I'm gonna knock him down early. Yeah. And then guess what though? But, but God is so. God funny. still looked and said, uh, "Yo, hold yeah. up." He took the baby that 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 that, that David had, with him, but he also looked at David and was like, "Hold up, time out." When when Nathan came and spoke to David, David was sitting there and telling him that Nathan mm -hmm. was like, "Yo, listen, man, this dude in town." And uh, he, he got everything. He got all all the sheep, all this. He got all the riches. Yeah. And and he seen this other guy with, with, with his one little sheep. And he was like, yo, he took the sheep. And they was like, what? Yeah, get that. Because that. that's when you when you got love in your heart, you stay passionate. Sometimes you, you can't see your own sins. But you see it. Uh, we all do. We see other people's sins, sins quick. Yeah. So he said, hold up. Yo, you're basically he's saying, yo, go smash that dude out. Da, da, da. He said, nah, oh boy, that's you. That's you. He said, oh, snap, time up. And in that form, he broke down and he repented because he's like, yo. And see, that's the thing. Dealing with redemption, you got to be approachable. Mm -hmm. A lot of dudes, when you when God hard in your heart, you're not approachable. You dig what I'm saying? Because you're not able to listen to someone telling you, you know, like, yo, check this out. But David was understandable to the point where he said, hold up, time out. That that was ill. That's me. Hold up. Nah, yo, look. I'm, I got to go fast. I got to go pray. Oh, nah, I'm, I'm really scared of God. I'm not even going to front like I'm not. I'm really scared of God. Let me go put it together. He lost the baby, but guess what, though? God still blessed him. You know why he blessed him? Because he knew in his heart. He was like, hold up. It was genuine. Right. That's a fact. So the thing is, at the end of the day, it's not sin. Exactly. That 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 diminishes your relationship with God. It's the attitude towards sin. So exactly. you see, Saul Saul had pride issues. Saul had arrogant issues. Right. David, when God approached him, he repented and God restored them exactly. and God redeemed them and saved them. One thing I could say, um, I could use my personal redemption story because me growing up in the church, I grew up in the church since I was young. But I used to take church as a joke. I thought a lot of 
people in church with jokes. I felt like a lot of people that were preaching were jokes, and I felt like they were doing it for the wrong reasons. And I used to sit back, and one thing I've learned over time is that the demon that you feed the most is the demon in you that will grow. As in, like, the side that you feed the most is the side that will grow. You could feed good works and do good things, or you could feed the negativity in you, and that will grow. So at the time, I was living in the world, and I was feeding the negativity, you know. I was doing all the things, all the worldly things. Mm -hmm. And I used to go to parties Friday night, show up to church late, sleep in the back of the church, you know. Do things of that nature, and I had no shame in it. Until, because the way I saw church growing up is that church exalts those that are already saved. They don't want to put in the work to save those that are lost. Yeah. As in, if you grew up in the church, you're a goody-goody, your parents got positions in the church, they're going to push you to the front. They're going to let you preach, they're going to give you positions, they're going to make you yeah. the figurehead of anything. The people that they know that are suffering, the people that they know is going through hardship, the people that they know that's been through hardship, those are the people that... They just gonna push to the back. Like they don't want them in front of the praise team. They don't want them preaching on the stage. They don't want them anywhere near the church because that's not the face that they wanted to, to to promote at all. And all you do is push those people away because those are the people that you should bring more to the front. That actually need the help. So. That actually needs right. the help. That actually needs the encouragement. Jesus said it. That's why I mean saying to myself, people go to church and they don't listen. They they ask Jesus, yo. How you go to the tax collector, the robbers, and all them, and and you basically in our layman terms, you you and they you and they crib and all like you and you Jesus, how why you with them? And he telling you why I'm not here to fix the people that that claim to be fixed. I'm here to fix the people that's broke. That's okay. Mm. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I was I was just thinking of a, of a, one of the parables that Jesus said. You know, it's it's not a perfect you know quotation of it, but. It was something like how the the shepherd when he's um, uh, moving the sheep along, mm -hmm. he will leave the the herd and the go, get, to get, the and go get that one that straight off. Yeah. And when I remember when I was younger, I was always like, yo, why everybody who's not in church always getting the good stuff? They getting they getting the good jobs, they getting the good money. They all have this together. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's very right. Why you in church and you were like, yo, I, I can't get nothing. I I I I'm not I'm not this. But in my head, I was like, yo, like what's going on? But now I realized that. God is busy trying to like you know he's getting the best of people that's outside church that don't believe in him to make to bring him into his you know his circle. Wow. While he knows you're you're already there, so he's gonna like all right. I trust this guy. I'm, I'm, I, I trust him. I know he's gonna be stay faithful and he's gonna do his works. But I that's think true. as a young person, you, you don't see that. No, you don't. You don't I, I, unless you experience. It's funny yeah. you said that, right? You don't, you don't see that. It's a reverend that was speaking to one day, right? And I was like, yo, he was talking about faith. And, and he was talking about faith in, the, in, 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 your, in your actions. And he was talking about how you believe in yourself and stuff. Yeah. And he told me, he was like, yeah, God didn't say something about belief in him. He said faith, right? So you, you sit back and sometimes you say to yourself, right? You see people outside the church and they doing things that they, they don't got no, no business doing. But they have faith in what they're doing. They believe that that they go come up that they believe that this is gonna happen. They have faith in their action. So here it is. How you supposed to be the best of the crop and you don't got faith in what you understand it? Exactly, but yeah. then you want you see the people that you claim to be the unworthy and they got faith in everything they doing and they and they coming up and they shining and they they looking like the like 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 how the believer is not looking like them. Why? Because 
most of the people that claim to be believers don't have faith. You know? No, that's they just put on a show. That's right. A and last year proved that with Corona when church closed, and we seen that a lot of, a lot of the flock decimated, a lot of people disappeared, and. Back to what I was saying earlier, where me, for example, you know, at one point, my church only had like 20, 25, 30 people, the most, and people used to laugh at us. Now people from outside, other churches used to laugh at us. And they're like, we're not going to that dirty church, that broken church with the broken benches and the broken floors. Like, if you go to that church, you're going to rip your suits on their broken benches. That's what they used to say. And the good Christian people, right? Yeah. (laughs) And ironically enough, it was the youth. After the adults broke the church apart, it was the youth that put it back together. Like, literally, piece by piece by piece, we, we built the floor. And I had to tell them one day, do you know that floor you stood you stand on right now? We built that floor. And it was like, what do you mean? I said, we built that floor. It took us three and a half literally, weeks we to build that floor. <laughs> now you're talking like Jesus. When he talking about destroying the temple, they thinking he talking about the temple. But he was speaking about his body. But he was like, yeah, we, I, show me a sign. I could destroy the temple. So, you know... We showed you a sound. We built the, the, the floor you standing on, people. Yeah. We built the floor. And so and so it wasn't until the youth came together, the young people came together, and we started investing our own time and energy and our money into the church. And then, you know, we did merger after merger after merger, and then eventually we became a bigger church. And when we became a bigger church, other people started taking credit for it, ironically, you know. And But I want to say in regards to redemption... You know, a lot of us have have that crystal, that that hey rule, like the hero mentality in us, where it's like you're you're gonna be the the living sacrifice, basically, just like Christ, where you're gonna put yourself in a position where you could lose your life or you could lose a lot, putting in the position to save everyone else. And they usually say that the song of a hero is one unsung because first they hate you, then they love you, then they hate you again. Exactly what happened to Christ. First they hate him, then they love him, then they hate him again. And he knew that the things of the world was only temporary. And just like when, you know, people in church used to look down on me, they hated me. Then when, you know, I started doing all these things, I became youth leader, I became elder. They're like, oh, we always, I remember on the day I was ordained, people that used to talk down on me came to me and was like, oh, I, I always believed in you, brother. I always believed in you this whole entire time. And I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And just for me to see where I was to where I came. And the only thing that helped me to keep going is those that I was influencing, those that I was helping, those that was like, brother, you are living inspiration. You are a living testimony. And if you could do it, I could do it. I could speak on it, man. Big facts. 480. Living inspiration. Yeah. And and I can say we all go through our difficult times. We all go through our hard times. And as a youth, like, we all went through that time. We're like, all right. I want to give up, give up on life, give up on your job, give up on anything. And I'm like, nah, like too much people is looking up to me for me to give up now. Too much, too much people find inspiration in what I'm doing. If God is using me to inspire the next generation to help others, then I can't give up because their energy is helping me to move forward. And that's the way that I've seen it. And I want to thank God for giving me that redemption story to, from taking me from where I was to where I'm at now and, and I can't say that I don't fall short sometimes like the other day like I said to myself like you're human and I thought about Paul and Paul said the things that I should do I don't and the things that I shouldn't do I do 
and he was asking God to take the thorn out of his flesh and God said no and God was like where you're weak that's where I'm strong and where 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 you weak that's where I'm strong and that's a lot of us same thing when Jesus was praying in a garden of Gethsemane where he said take this bitter cup away from me if it be thy will I can tell you I've been youth leader since 2015 every single year I'm like I'm, I, I want to quit this I don't want to do this anymore every year I tell myself that and every year I go into committee every year I go into nominations and I'm like pick someone else because I hear everything, bro. I hear the good. I hear the bad. I hear the people judging me, saying that I'm not doing a good job. I hear the people saying that I'm doing a great job. I hear the people saying that someone else could do a better job. I hear the people that saying, okay, let someone else do it. Okay, you're basically doing a dictatorship on the position, but I'm not the one voting myself into this position. You understand? And it'd be time sometimes I hear the negative criticism and I ask myself, okay, let me walk away because I don't need this anymore. Like, I really don't. Like, God has blessed me in my professional life. But God has blessed me in my personal life. They'll never be satisfied, bro. They'll never be happy. They'll never be happy, bro. They'll never be satisfied. They'll never be happy. You be doing the greatest job in the no. world and they're going to still yeah, find crazy. something to show why you're not doing yeah, a great job. Something crazy. Yeah. There was a church that I passed to add to what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. And we, um, I came in, they needed help. And, you know, I mean, just, it was just people coming coming from Boston not taking no shots and and after that you know the Lord blessed it tremendously till this day they can't find a pastor who has the same energy as me till this day they're like yo bro when you came in there you wreak havoc you was evolving the community so the thing is that with that being said bro like as a leader when you have vision and you have you know you have delegation you about people, cause I know, like I said, I know Ricard is a man of delegation. I know Ricard is about yo, bro. Yo, you you a king, you do this, right? Yeah, you a king, you do that. You a king, you do that. I'm not gonna come. Is this what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know when you were leader, bro. You no, know, look look at Obama. When Obama was a president, but any little thing that he did, bro. Right. He was getting it. And, 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 and what's crazy was when and, it's funny that Pastor Sanders say that, right? And what Trump was president about. Barack Obama was it articulate more than bro, every president that that the, you the Trumps probably no probably since the first president George Washington yeah that told, that say he never told a lie he's a human being that yeah. say he never yeah, lied but think about that you got a brother here that articulated himself and they still would they find still guess what though and not even thinking about Barack yeah, Obama bro Jesus said it. Yeah. He said if they persecuted me, you don't think they're gonna persecute you? They're gonna persecute you, bro. Wait, and and this is a man that you that that was in the beginning with God, the first creation of bro. God. Mm. And he was there from the beginning. Bro. And he came in the flesh and he told you that, yo, hold up, time up. If they persecuted me, you don't think they're gonna persecute you? That's a fact. I remember I remember I remember I remember when we did um actually sure we did the first clothing drive. It was Ricard, myself. Your wife and it was even like another girl that was with us and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. Those those things right there, those things are the celebratory moments that that count. You be like, yo, you know, you know, to know that. So at the end of the day, when when people can say, listen, from your end, listen, um, yo, I know you're about the people. 
Like a lot of the, my big homies in my neighborhood, yo, bro, I know you about the people. You about the people. Those who cha- who do those you things you that pay charity. Those to? are the things to those in need. Those yeah. are the to things. The widows. Yeah. And the orphans. Those yeah. are the things to add. Which is, we're green. Those That's are the, the things. Those yeah, are the things that, that who, those. Who to give it to? Those are the things that matter. I'm, I'm, I'm congratulating right. you. Right. The one I'm cutting off. Those are the things that matter, bro. Right. Me, I'm with you. It's cold. We're drinking hot cocoa. Right. Those and it's cold inside, but we put in a little heater. Those, I'm telling you, though. So at the end of the day, when you call your big homies, like yo, bro, yo, yo, I see what your man Ricard is doing. Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, I see what you're doing. So, so with everybody you calling, they be like, yo, I know your body, I know your energy. Those are the things that matter, bro. And I'm gonna and go you're consistent. Yo, go ahead. Do your thing. Just, go go ahead. Saying, right? Yeah, go ahead. Listen to what the book is telling you. Yeah, bro. You got people that think, oh, right, because yeah, uh, Oprah Winfrey, she, 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 she subscribed to uh, TD Jakes, and he's telling you about betting yourself. That's not what the book tell you, though. Listen to what the book tell you. If the book tell you to go at the widows and the orphan, what do you mean? All right, everybody, why y'all not? Why y'all not going to them kids? I, I, why y'all not going to them kids in the street that don't got nowhere to live? Why y'all not going to the shelters of uh, people that's going in there? Because that's not famous. Because that's not famous. That's not. That's not. That's not where. The people go big you they up want, that. They want to Man, get out of here. Y'all niggas is phony. Yeah, I'm a ninja. It's my ego. It's like, yeah. if someone, if someone's in a high position where like, they're all class yeah. and all fancy, they don't want to go down to the gutter and get their suit dirty. Right, a lot of times they don't get this suit dirty. But that's not what the book tell you. That's so, not what the book's saying. and I'll be saying in my there, mind, they forget the book. They right, don't, they, don't, they don't know what the book's not, saying no more. They don't care about the, the book because yeah. guess what? Though? Is out the window at that time. And you know what? Point. What that shows me though, right? It is is a part of ego. You're not saying you're not listening to what God tell you. You listening to what what your ego is feeding. Yeah. So I'm saying to myself like. How could you play like you're a worshiper dog? You're not a, a worshiper. Because yeah. he told you. Yeah. He, he told going, you. Jesus tell you. He said, okay. When, when he tell you, he said, oh, all right. He did the Ten Commandments. Then he break down. He said, so they asked him, what's the what's the number? Uh, what's, what's bigger than, than, than? He said, love all, love God with your, your heart, your mind, and your yeah, soul, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest commandment, right? Yeah. Then, they, then he speaks with about. Joy too. When he speak about. With joy, when you speak That's about a good one. Uh, uh, who you supposed to, who you supposed to, the, the, the show charities to, he tell you. The widows and the orphans. Yeah, that's pretty religious. Why y'all mixing it up and all that? So, man, get out of here. You got yeah. a thousand different Sharing masters and all yeah, these other man. stuff. If you're not doing what he'd say in the simplest form, yeah. man, get out of my face, and man. In addition to what you're face. saying and agreement with what you're saying, when you look at the, the, the commandments in the first tablet, <laughs> that deals with the love of God. When you look right. at the second tablet, it deals with the love for man. If you love God, you love people, and I said. Exactly. So going back to what I was saying to you, in agreement, when agreement, I cut you off. In agreement, at the end of the day, bro, that's what it's about, bro. It's about receipts, bro. Yeah, From right. the time you started the real word, bro. You know, cause when we were started against twenty what twenty? Mm-hmm. I'll say twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. I started if you look at twenty fourteen, bro. It's about receipts. We got receipts, bro. My man is out here in the cold, bro, drinking hot cocoa. With me, bro, and really just really building the people. But, but at the end, about, bro. Also, with that, it's like, go ahead, bro. When you do it, when you do those times, yeah. it's like, 
it's good to keep the receipts. It's good to keep the, the receipts, but it's like the receipts that only matter is when that guy's keeping. It's the guy's exactly. I'm gonna bring you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. you, right. you but right. no, if you sh- if you if you go out there, you wear like a hundred turkeys, hundred hundred a hundred pounds of yen, all that stuff, and you giving them out. And no one shows up, but guess who's up? God shows up. He exactly. sees all that. That's he all that matters. He's like, all right, this guy's going out in the snow, in the rain, in the cold. He's doing things to, to make things better for other people. He's 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 Fast. doing my will. So mm-hmm. or she's doing my will. Yeah. No matter what, if people, if a man's saying, oh no, you're not good enough, but it's not what it's not about what man says or what God says. Yeah, mm-hmm. And if God forgives you, that, that that's all that matters. Man could like hate you for a, thou- a thousand years, but if God says, all right, I love you. So that so that goes back to what I was saying before about redemption. Again, because because I found I found peace one day, bro. And one day I was looking up at the ceiling of the church and I asked God for a vision. Because honestly, if you ask me, ten years ago I didn't know what I was gonna do today. I didn't know where I was gonna be, but. I can say six years ago, I asked God for direction. And that's when all the things in my life started to fall into place. And from there, you know, all these things now came after. Even most recently, when when you text me and you told me that you was giving a sermon at the church. And I was like, wow. And even till this day, every morning you send me words of affirmation and words of inspirement every morning. And... You know, that shows my redemption, that shows your redemption, that shows how far we've all come. So why don't we all do it saying our redemptions? Alright. Go all the way. You started. You wanna go there? You you yeah, that's right, yeah. Um it's your redemption. To my me? Yeah, we all my, say our redemption. My redemption is a story um coming from a place of drug dealers, killers and shooters where God took me. I said, listen, I'm taking you out of this situation so you can um, inspire your peers. I think my greatest work, and I cried about this, and that's why I'm still crying to this day, was Macho. Macho was doing what he was doing, and he said, yo, praise, Pastor, listen. I'm doing what I'm doing, but yo, bro, don't forget who wants, don't forget me. This reminded me, like, yo, bro, don't forget where you come from. Don't forget... The surroundings that I that that um that you grew up in, and that to me is redemption. You know what I'm saying? It's to really just bring that light and just be motivating, encouraging to the brothers who want to transition and change their lives out of prison. And that for me is redemption. Like to know where you come from, to see that God can take you out of the foolishness and bring brothers to the light. That's redemption. To Let me, me show you how how Pastor Sanders just said right. Yeah, to me. I'm going to tell you, what's yeah, ill bro. with me, though, right? Yes, sir. God, he got so specific with me, right? Everywhere that I caused havoc at, he made me go there and do something positive when I came home. Though. Wow. And I'm going to tell you this. From the time I was in junior high school, I work over there across the street. I work on, on Linden and Van Sickle and Gersh, right? I got kicked yeah, out of Gersh. <laughs> I got kicked out of Gersh when I was in the seventh grade. Because I stood stood on the second floor when everybody was walking out of school and pissed out the window on people going out. And guess what though? As an adult, I came there when I came home. I came there as an adult and gave workshops to young kids telling them that they was beautiful, that they were smart. And, and to the point where I had so much 
Man, one one day, like like Pastor Sanders said, one day I was in there and I started crying because it was it yeah. was it was touching, and then peak game. I got kicked out of the girls and I went to two ninety two, right? And the same thing. I went to two ninety two, did the same thing because that's all I knew was the street stuff. I went to two ninety two, and next thing you know, I'm doing. Now, when I came home since 2014, I'm doing workshops in 292, and I'm helping changing young people's mind. Let me show you how deep it get, though. Then I go to South Shore. I was in South Shore for like three, four months before I got kicked out. I got arrested in South Shore where the dean set me up for the police and act like they 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 had to, they had to change my school because I was beating up people and robbing them in the school and stuff like that. I now, as an adult, 2014 when I came home. I'm working in Gersh 292 in South Shore, and I'm doing the same thing, doing workshops. Now let me show you what else going to blow your mind. They sent me to Rikers Island <laughs> with the organizations. So the organizations, we going through Rikers Island. I'm working in houses. I thought I was going to have like a uh, like an anxiety attack. I went to a house where I did all type of stuff, like, you know, and, and the COs that know me to this day. I mean, I could get deep, but you know, that's yeah, facts. Of it. but that's, that's, let me that's show you this though. Yeah, I went through, deep. I went, I went through Rikers Island, and here it is. I'm giving workshops where it was touching people. Yeah, and I was like, man, one day I, I told the people I was working with, I was like, yo, I think I said, why God got me moving through all the places that I went to to like, remind you redemption, right? I said, to yo, remind you, right? Redemption, yeah, redemption. That's part of that too. Being restored, and I restored. Was like, I was like, yo, he's bringing me everywhere I, I put a negative feed at. Yep. I came back out and I put Remember, a positive feed Remember, re-redemption, remind, right. re. And, and it, it was crazy to me. Yeah. It was like when when I yeah. said that, I was saying to myself, like, wow. like, like yes. And I'm going to tell you, all my life, since I was a kid, yep. I remember when my grandmother was alive and her birthday was yesterday and all that, right? And my grandmother used to tell me, mm. oh, when Thomas get it right, he going to do this because she used to say, oh, he's born with a velo. I never believed none of that. Stuff. Yeah. When I was growing up in the street, I mean, and I could tell you, I, I had spiritual dreams and all. I still didn't believe in it because I was like, man, that's that's probably what stuff in yeah, my mind. Yeah, yeah. And what's crazy is I was in prison one day and I had a pastor from the street and uh, he said some major stuff for me, right? So then he asked me, he was like, what's your name? And I said, my, my, my name is Thomas. And he started he started smiling when I said Thomas, and I started smiling too. You know why I started smiling? Yeah. Because of doubting Thomas. Because I was still doubting. He said some powerful stuff to me, and I was still looking at him like, yeah, right, yeah, okay. Because in the mind, you know, especially when you grow up in the places that we grow up in, yeah. you don't want to hear that. We be like, yeah, because right, we used to do was hustling. We used to the, 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 to the stuff. We used to the games. Yeah. We used to the tricks, the mind games and stuff like that. You grow up in the street, you used to all that. So when somebody tell you something positive about yourself, you're like, oh, well, okay, yeah, 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 definitely, okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And, and your heart. So when he said, when I told him my name, he, I said uh, Thomas, and when I said Thomas, he started laughing, like he gave me a little chuckle. Like I said, Yo, Thomas, he went like this, <laughs> and I went, <laughs> yeah, all right. And guess, and the reason why I laughed because I knew why he was laughing. He's saying basically, you still down, Thomas. Mm. And it was just deep to me when I said that though. So we thank you a lot, brother Thomas, for that testimony. My testimony is like, I mean, as a kid. Growing up, I was a high ass. Like, I was a high ass. Like, 
I like, yeah, since I first got to America, basically. I remember the first time I got here, I probably had a fight the first week. I didn't really know how to speak English. All I knew was that the king, he said something funny. <laughs> and the whole class was laughing, so I knew the class was laughing at me, like, since his peak. So, you know, we ended up fighting. I got in trouble. You know, we get home, we get that beat But, like, as a child, I was really a hothead. Like, it was hard for people to really talk to me, like, real hard. You can tell me, you say the words, you know, not be quiet, but the opposite word. But you say words like that, and I'll be quick to, you know, rock your face off. Anything like that. I'll be ready to square up. But, you know, it It took after, I, I realized it took me after college. Like, I realized when I left college that, like, I already had the high-headedness in me, you know, from passed down generations. It took when I got out to realize that I was just really hanging with the wrong crowd. It was like, I already had the high head part in mm. me, so if I'm hanging with that crowd, you know, like they say, you hang with the bad crowd, the more the bad side of you gonna come out. Cause even when I was a little kid and I was doing all, all the fighting roles and stuff, I always believed in God. And anytime somebody will ever, you know, try to doubt God, like, wow. I will always attack them. Mm. I was like, what? No, 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 no. And to this day, I still do it. Like, I even do it. I even do it to some of my friends when they be like, yo, God not real, God not real. And I would tell them, like, oh, yeah, God not real, then prove it and stuff. So, but, like, after I left college, because I remember I went to college, and then I was there and all. I didn't really like college really because I was being broke. But when I left, it was this one moment situation, because when I left, that's when I started to do more good things, started to learn myself more, because while I was in school, one thing every teacher always told me, they always told me, like, yo, Alexander, like, you're a smart kid, like, you have a lot of intelligence, why you choose to just hang with the wrong crowd? And me, at that time, mm. really, like, as a kid, like, I, like, if you wasn't about it, I ain't wanna hang with you, cause it's like, yo, if things go down and you dead, just know I'ma come after you. You feel me? So that's why I used to really hang with the other side, cause I wasn't trying to hang with no softy and then I'm we walking, somebody pull up in the pot was you dipping or you crying or something like that. I wasn't with that. Yeah. But I had this one situation when I left college, it was this, you know, used to be friend of mine's, but he would we wasn't that close, but he was friends with one of my friends, and he did some slime ball stuff. When he did that slime ball stuff, I think I got tested the most that day, because that day, I'm not going to lie, like, you know, like, I wanted to finish him. Because, like, there's certain, there's certain codes where you just don't do. And plus, like, before that situation happened with him, like, you know, I had this situation before that happened, and this guy, like, we only knew from each other for a year. He showed me more loyalty than him. Because we did deals. We ain't going to go into that. And he was loyal. And then a week after, mm -hmm. you, you know, we went to school together. Mind you, that same person, like, I remember they wanted to beat his ass up. I remember that one. <laughs> I remember they wanted to beat him up. Like, I remember, like, it was a brawl. And that brawl basically happened because of him. 
like I stepped up for him. I was like, yo, get that look off your face. Like we about to get it. I that whole bro happened because of him. So that day, like, you know, I was thinking about the whole bro. I'm like, yo, we did all of this happened for you, bro. So you know, at the time, like, I wanted to end him. But you know, like, I was hit. I got these two friends of mine close. I didn't even think they would be here to this day. But shout out to y'all. And those two was like, yo, bro, just chill, just chill, just chill. But, you know, me, like, the hot head part, it was like, I feel like the other side of me was just coming right back out. But then, you know, I got my, I started, my little sister was born. I started babysitting her and spending more time with her. So, instead, I prayed, really. And when I prayed, I didn't really go after him. I was surprised because I didn't even think that I had, I had that in me. I thought I was going to violate him. Word two, I thought I was going to violate him. But I didn't violate him. And from that day, I realized, like, you know, I had to cut off all the old ties. And I started hanging around with more positivity. And then hanging around more positivity, it brought, it brought more of my positive side in me. Because, I, like I said, like, I always believed in God. It didn't even matter what I was doing. Even though I was doing bad things, it was yeah. like... If you if you like you go bash anything else, I really wouldn't care. But if you once you start talking about your kind of real, like I'm going zero to hundred on you, you you could be my man's. Don't matter. But from hanging with more positivity, mm. like it brought up the more positive side of me, and you know, like from hanging with positivity, not doing more things like you know, like I be on the trains. Like, I would see homeless people. Sometimes I even take them to the store. I give them money all the time. I never really see myself doing that at this age right now, at an early age, doing that. Because I thought I'd be doing other stuff. And, like, right now, like, you know, I'm trying to do a, I'm trying to do a, food, a food drive or a clothes drive this summer to get back to the community. I didn't really see myself doing that. But that's my redemption story. Like, you that's know, true. Like, you got to hang out with like you gotta hang out with more positivity, like Rick said. Like you got both side. You you got the evil side of you, and then you got the good side of you. Like if you feed the evil more, then you gonna become more evil. And then for you to for you to turn back to the good, like it's gonna take a little bit to go back. But yeah, I like I like to thank God for that. Cause oh yeah, shout out to my mother too, cause she. She always was. She always was praying for me <laughs> when I was doing all these well, hot shout stuff. Shout out my to, to my mother too. To my mom Mother's too. Day coming, you know, like yeah. She yeah. always believed. <laughs> Mother's is the best heroes, you know, like. That's heroes. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, I think. Like, shout, shout out to her, but she always believed. My mother always believed in me. Like she always said, said, "Oh, stop fighting, stop fighting all like But you know me, I used to tell her like, "Yo." I ain't one of those dudes that's about to be like, yo, go tell the teacher. I'm like, yo, ma, just expect that phone call. You feel me? <laughs> I suppose you said that because my mother always believed in me regardless of good, bad, everything. She yeah, just rode with me and all that. Like, we got one more testimony and then we just closing thoughts. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, it's not like as like deep as you guys, but like, I don't want to in the streets. I wasn't, you know, doing all that stuff. I was kind of like sheltered a little bit. But like, you know, as a Christian, like when, even when you're sheltered, not Christian, you're gonna get touched with, regardless how how the way it is. Uh, for me, my testimony was like this. You know, it, it, for me, I think there's two big testimonies, but the first one it, it's it, it's more of like my mother's testimony, so I'm gonna I can't speak on that one, so she can speak on that one. So my mind's definitely like two years ago, I was in my last semester of college, 
I was like very close to dropping out. I was like, yo, I, I, I can't do this no more. It's not for me. You know, like, I feel like I've, 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 I've done this class so many times, I can't get it right. You know, it's, it's, it's just God's sign saying, no, I can't do it no more, right? So, what? So, I was pretty much damn near giving up. I, had, I, was in, I was, my last semester, I was taking two classes a philosophy class and a biology class. Philosophy, easy, you know, real easy. You know, you, just, you, see, you, say, you, say, some, you say some stuff, you get an easy A, right? But biology is really hard. But, um,. I couldn't pass it, so uh, mm -hmm. I had a friend. She was like helping me out, like, "Yo, you gotta study, gotta, you know, like, yeah, study, cheat, whatever you gotta do to pass. You gotta pass." <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm doing all that, I'm doing all that, <laughs> right? But uh, like, I, I don't, know, I think like that semester was the time I prayed the most. Like, I would say I was praying like a good six, to, six to ten times a day. Wake up, pray, fall the house, I pray. I gonna train, I pray. I get to class, I'm praying. That's real. The teacher asking questions. I don't know what he's talking about. He's talking about. Uh, the the, the uh, uh, synapses and all that stuff. I don't know, yo, bro. I don't know what he's talking about. I, I'm, so I'm praying. First exam, I, I take. Uh, I, I I get a 56. I'm like, all right, next time. Second, second second exam, I get a uh, a 46. I'm like, bro. <laughs> you go. Third exam, I take right. Mind right. you, I'm like, all right. Let me, let me start. Let me start cheating. Let me, let me try to play the game a little different, right? <laughs> so I cheat. First time I cheat off, she got a. Like 68, so she passed. I'm like, all right, cool. So she has to say, I'll probably pass too. Nah, man. I end up getting a 62. <laughs> so I fail. I'm like, yo, how, like, how <laughs> you am didn't, I? You didn't copy all the questions. So I'm like, you yo, like, how, am I, how am I doing bad? I'm doing all that I can, right? So I'm just praying and praying and praying. And then I'm just like, yo, I don't, I don't think I got it. I'm on time, so I spoke to Rick about it. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm, I'm about to drop out. And I told my friends, yo, I'm about, to, I'm about to drop out. It's enough for that, I'm about to. I'm about to join NYPD. Mind you, I don't like NYPD. I'm not, I'm, I, you know, like, I have my own views on that. But I'm like, I'm, I'm about to do something. I'm about to go to the army, do something, whatever. But I just kept praying and praying and praying. And then, like, one day, I'm like, right, you know what? Let me talk to the professor about it. And so I get there, I talk to him. Yada, yada, yada. He said, yo, if you do this, I can do this. If you do that, I can do that. I'm like, all right, cool. Boom. Whole time, final exam, just praying and praying and praying. Like, yo, I don't believe it. Right? I'm like, I don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's over for me, you know? Life ends here. It's the peak. I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna do whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill. And then I get a job offer from a job that I've been applying for like three, four years. Yeah, I remember that. I ain't, bro. You know, some you, you when you apply to a job, if you don't get it, they're like, yo, sorry for you know. Thank you mm. for applying. We keep your application in uh, rotation, whatever. Uh, every time I apply to that job, I never heard from that. I never even got that letter, right? So then I go to the interview. It's like, alright, but cool. Like a three days later, like, alright, you didn't get it. I'm like, alright, whatever. I don't, I don't care. You know, I know, I was, I know it's gonna get it anyways. A week later, they call me like, yo, you got an opening. I want you to have it. I'm like, word. Alright, bet, cool. So I took it, signed it off on all that. I get to the, I get to the, um, the HR process. They're like, yo, you got a the degree. They're like, yo, you need a degree. <laughs> I was like, well, I got an associate. They're like, well, right, you get an associate, but you need two experience. You don't have them. I'm like, alright, bet, cool. I was like, well, I'm still in school. It's my last semester. So she like. Yo, if you are, I'm gonna put your application on hold. But on on this day, when you finish your semester, come back, email me, call me, say yeah. you're done, you Gucci. I'm like, alright, bet, cool. <laughs> so now I'm in a dilemma, bro. Like, I'm about to drop out of school, I'm about to fail out of school. And then the job that you But I got a job that I wanted that's paying good money, you feel me? Like, motivation. From, from what I made, from all this. So now, it's some good money. I'm like, yo. Motivation. 
I'm like, yo, I really gotta do this. I kept praying and praying, talking to my friends about it. Yo, just keep trying. You got this. This is for you. All right, but cool. Bro, I get to the final exam. No, first of all, well, it was, you know, biology is like live and lecture. Live, I'm like, can I 70s and 80 and passing that? That's easy, beautiful. Easy money, right? But lecture, 40s, 50s, 30s, I ain't passing none of that. Nobody likes lectures. Nobody <laughs> like that, bro. <laughs> I don't even like lectures either. So, so I, get to the, I get to the final exam. I'm like, yo, I'm about to play this game smart. So I mean, I was studying for the past month. I know the, I know the stuff, but it's not clicking, right? Wow. Sit behind this, 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 this one shorty. For some reason, I just felt like I knew she knew the stuff. So I'm just like, alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my stuff. I'm gonna check, I'm gonna double check on hers. Everything that I'm hitting, she hitting too. You was halfway cheated. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm double checking. Feel me? So I'm making sure I, I got my stuff and she got hers too. You look it up for her. I'm like, yo, I'm matching up. What she making? I'm matching up. What she getting? Right? I'm like, yo, it's, it's lining up. I'm like, alright, bet. So before I even finish the test, I prayed on it. Hand the hand the press, I prayed on it. I walked out, went to the bathroom, I, I, I prayed in the bathroom, I right, but you know what, this clip, whatever, whatever happened, happened, that's, that's it. Walk out. So mind you, for this uh, professor, right, his, his, his exams, the grade school, you come back like a week later, right? So I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to wait a week to see what happens. So next day I'm at work, I'm walking around, doing my thing at work. I get like a notification on my phone, grades posted. I'm like, yo, this professor usually post grades a week later. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I check it. That, the exam said 98, bro. Oh, I'm man. like, yo, bro, what, like, yo, what the hell are like, you, for real? Like, two, bro. Going off of that, I just always like, all right, I have faith. I know God's gonna come through in the clutch. You got me ready to start praying six times. I'm about to lock in like that. I'm like, like I like the stage. Like, like now, I'm like, yo, like no matter what happened, I know God got me. And then like, so mind you, that was 2019. So I ended up graduating, starting my job, 2020, right? Everyone know what 2020 happened with 2020. So January, February, I'm working. COVID killed everybody. I'm working my job. All right, cool, city job. All right, I'm doing my thing, right? Whatever. March happened, it's like, yo, everybody gotta stay home, you know, no no work. So I'm thinking, yo, am I gonna get paid? Like, yo, yeah, yeah, yo, just cock and crack out, you good. For three months straight, I'm in, a, I'm in the crib, chilling, still getting paid. So I just feel like, that's just like, God saying, yo, like, I put you through the test, you passed it, I got you, don't worry about it. So You did it right in time, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that's real. I like yo, that story. Yeah, so I feel like that was my thing. I, I like that story more than my story, <laughs> though. Like, right, right, right. Right. <laughs> and for us to close I'm out. I'm going to go back to college with that story. <laughs> and for us to close out, um, we, we thank everybody that joined us on the live on Facebook, everybody that joined us on YouTube, everybody that joined us on the Brick Network, everyone that's joining us on the um, Herman and Berger. SDA phone line. Um, to close out, I can say that the last two, the last year and a half has been challenging for everybody, including myself. But one thing that I could say that even with church closed, like the physical building, um, my spirituality has increased. As in, I find myself on my knees, pause more often now than ever before. As in praying, like fully submitting to the will of God. Not only that, like 
Well, like I said, I have people like Brother Thomas here every day. Like he sends me the inspirational text. I spend inspirational text back by him too. And we do prayers sometimes as well. I have people that I pray with every morning. Every morning, like they send a text like, yo, brother, you free? Let's do this prayer. And it's not even people I know from church. It's people from outside of church, you know? And in a sense, they think that like me praying with them is helping them the most, but it's helping us both like it's a transference of energy and you know wherever few comes in his name he is present so you know even if it's the two of us praying every day and that helps to strengthen my faith because my faith has always been strengthened when others look to me for inspiration it's like I'm getting inspiration from them so the more they expect from me the more that I'm asking God for in order to help them and you know a lot of people going through difficult things, especially like the the youth. The youth are going through a lot of hardships. And one thing I always say is pray for one another because, you know, an old person could be praying for you. And you just just like how you said, sometimes you hear an older person speaking to you and you don't really get it. But when people look like you in the same age as you, yeah, they praying yeah, yeah. for you and they connect with you, it hits different. Yeah, that's a you know? It's when you really have people that have been through the same situation. Yeah, and it's not even the age. Right? It's just if you meet somebody that relate to your story. Of course. You know, it when takes you, you more. Yeah, when, when you meet certain older people, they they make you bleed like they never did nothing wrong in exactly. their life. So right. that's not the person that, that you go relate to. You go relate to the person that, that <laughs> actually even, did the same the type of stuff. Legalistic yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. even today, Monday's the first day of the week of prayer. Usually they want everything to be structured. As in old school, you know, you come on the line, call to worship, welcome, prayer, scripture, and then somebody preaching. But the young people no longer connect to that. That's just something to satisfy the old people. Like the old people, the old people find that as a traditional exactly religion. Everybody coming together under one, um, you uniting just because of a principle, but they still lost. As in, like. We've been going to church our whole entire lives, but the one year that church was closed, we all lost ourselves because we really did not know why we was there for. And none of us really knew what was going on. So, we just want to thank God for the opportunity for this moment. And we just want to thank God for the opportunity to come together as one and to continue to speak about these things. And to have this open dialogue that helps us to reach the people and that could actually help us to have this honest conversation. And so we thank all of you for joining us tonight, and we thank all of you for being here on the line with us tonight, and all of us that that watch live. And so for us to close out, Pastor Sanders, you want to close out with a prayer? Yeah. Lord, we thank you for redemption. We thank you, Lord, for saving us. We thank you, Lord, for turning us from enemy into friend into family. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 So we thank you all for joining us tonight over the line. We thank you for watching us live, those that watched us live. We thank you all for joining us. Um, we thank all the brothers that came out here today, Brother Philip, Brother Alex, Brother Sanders, Brother Thomas, everybody that came on the line today, everybody that, that showed up. We know it wasn't the traditional thing that a lot of us is used to, but it was a real conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. Um, Nous
t'as parlé de bagaille moun passant dans la vie nous te gagne une fois il te fait 15 ans dans la prison il te bait témoignage pas des gens bon dieu te changer la vie nous te gagne l'autre jeunité là ça que nous il te parler de la vie tout il te parler de bagaille te passé so là nous venir là en plusieurs venir combien là nous ca parler de de la vérité là nous pas cacher en péché nous nous pas cacher bagaille nous te passant dans la vie et et puis bon pour tout le monde y attendre parce que yo connaît bon dieu ca aide tout le monde and this is all about um restoration and you know when we're here and we're able to repent and we're here to confess our sins and things that we've been able to where we're here to talk about the different testimonies that God has done in our lives then we could be honest and it could lead the way for healing for others that are still going through it we don't got to be perfect but as long as we're willing to try and as long as we're willing to give it all up to God there's always time for change so we thank you all for joining us today God bless you guys and take care it's a real world